<laughs> what was that a tennis update? No, I, I do fantasy hockey with my college roommates, dude. <laughs> I don't know shit I, about hockey. I, I have never once known you to like know or care about anything like sporting related. Yeah, I don't. Tennis, I'm like, okay, it's like his workout. I get yeah. it. So hearing that off of your phone yeah, is just I, so you're strange like, what to what me. What the fuck is ESPN <laughs> alert doing on your phone, bro? You do fantasy. I do fantasy hockey with my college roommates. <laughs> we had our draft picks uh, like a couple weeks ago, and dude, I I'll tell you what, I get into it. It's fun. I don't know the players or anything like that. I just like look at the numbers and like, you know, if I'm winning or not. And I set my lineup for the week and shit like that. Do they know anything about hockey? Oh, dude. Yeah. They're oh, okay. hockey I was fans. like, that'd be so funny if that you, would be your hilarious. whole league was just that people would who have no fucking clue what's going on. All right, boys. We have some hefty breakfast burritos today. From Bread and Breakfast. What a great name. It's a cute name. Oh, I love when the burrito gets this, like, the tortilla gets this, oh, like, yeah. consistency where you can kind of see through Dude, it. it's, like, it's, genuinely it's really kind hot, of hot, actually. Like, yeah, it's so too like, hot. I'm like, how do I... I never have this problem this? with the with the fucking breakfast, bur- oh, or with man. the delivery food. Oh, man. And the thing is, too, I looked up where they were. They're, like, right by the Circus Liquor place in, like, Ooh. just east of Hollywood, yeah. or North Hollywood. Dude. And so I was like... That's gonna like it's gonna take a little time yeah. to get to your place, and yeah. it's still like piping it is fucking quite hot. hot. I uh, that's where I wonder if it's you know what? There's that one place there, the Pablitos Tacos, yeah. that we had the pizza from. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's that, or it might it might just be close to that? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of like stuff expanding over there right. now because like the, the arts district is kind of like popping off. So it's there's like the a whole bunch of shit like up up near Chandler that's like been expand like expanding expanding. expanding. Um, but what you got today, Nick? I have to look it up. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. Yeah, I got the uh, the, the sujuk. Su- sujuk. I'm probably mispronouncing it that. Probably me too. Uh, but it's it's like halal spiced Armenian beef, I believe. Yeah. Which sounded fucking Sounds awesome. Sounds crazy. And then like hash browns, uh, cheese. And there's tomatoes. Tomatoes. That's what it was. I was like, there's one more thing, but I don't remember. Oh, dude, it's like leaking a little bit. I got the mamba burrito, which is uh, carne asadas mm. and bacon mm. and eggs and hash browns and mm. cheese. So, oh yeah, dude. Let's give it a little. Oh, I want to. Also, want to try this. This doesn't look like salsa. Yeah, it looks. It almost looks like the like what's it? What's Ooh, it? Not wow. not cilantro, but it looks like tzatziki, like almost. But like, what is that? That's literally just yogurt and cilantro. That's what that oh, is. Oh, that kind of slaps, though. That's really good. Damn, that's so <laughs> oh, good. Shit. All right, I... first try. Bing. Cheers. Oh. Oh. Mmm. Oh, dude. Wow. That's fire. Wow. How's the spiced beef? Really good. I'm like trying to identify what it like what the spice is but there's like this really nice like smokiness to it Mm -hmm. so it's like as you're biting into it it's almost kind of like a uh it kind of gives you almost like a like a breakfast ham kind of thing because you know how they're like sometimes you throw a little like cayenne on that Mm -hmm. it's some it's got to be something close to that but wow and like the consistency super nice like a very like clean bite all the the way way through. through Soft. All the way through. Mm, but still a little crunchy. Like yeah. there's some crunchy bits, but the tortilla and the eggs are all soft. Oh my God. I need to get some of this on here. Let's let's try this shit. It slaps with that too. Damn. Mm. Mm, this is the kind of shit that gets stuck in the bottom of your teeth. Mm-hmm. I like that. Wow. All right. I got to try the salsa. Mine is pretty... Um, wow, dude. The carne asada is really, really well done. Actually, really the bacon good. is very crispy. The eggs are perfectly fried. Like this is, you know... It's not a different flavor, but it's well done. Yeah. And my voice cracked. Yes, it well did. Well done. I, w- I was like looking up the, uh, the I was looking at the about page on this place. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Al and Art wanted to create their own types of like breakfast burritos because they saw that like their, like, their community wasn't represented. So I was like, oh, these are just like two Armenian dudes mm-hmm. that were like, let's make some fucking breakfast burritos. And they fucking slap. That's, that is my, my That's full That's pretty funny because like. It's not really an Armenian food. Oh, it's just like a Mexican dude being like, you know what? I don't see enough like Mexican sushi. I'm gonna make like su- you know like a sushi spot. Dude, Mexican Asian fusion would be oh. incredible. Oh. Like imagine like a tiny bit of like al pastor on top of a uh, like sashimi rice. 
Oh, dude. Brother. I mm. still really want to go to that one Panda Express just to get their um, combo number two in a burrito. In Pasadena. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One day. It's, it's a little bit of a far hike. Dude, we should do that, though. Just drive out there, pick it up. I'm so down. Drive it all the way back here. I'm so down. Let's <laughs> do a mobile podcast. Mm-hmm. Set it up in the car. Coffee. Definitely safe. Yeah, very safe. Super safe, having all this equipment. Super safe. <laughs> that right in the windshield right there, blocking 100% of your view. We put it on like a hostess tray, so it's like in front of the the wind, like mm-hmm. the windshield shooting into us. We're not on a biscuit at all, so no. we're just like hoping for the best. I can't see shit, but hey, that'll be fine. I'm like your eyes and yours. Okay, you're good, you're good. Okay, you can merge. You've no, got, no, no, not yet. You've got 127 feet. All right, now you have 300 feet. Okay, now you're back to 127 feet. <laughs> you passed it? 400 feet? Turn around, please. You're rerouting every time I, like, miss an exit. <laughs> oh, Dude, this salsa is really good, good, too. It's, like, it's like a, a nice amount of spice, but it's, like, not necessarily, like, a salsa verde. Mm-hmm. I guess technically a salsa verde is just... I mean, I technically it salsa, is, yeah. yeah <laughs> grain <laughs> sauce, but... Um, Wow. Mm. Yeah, it's it's good because it's not like I don't know. It's it's not it doesn't taste like a Mexican burrito. It does, but it also doesn't at the same time. It's a perfect fusion. It's an Armenian Mexican fusion. That's not much else I can say about it. It's well done. I think that's kind of like the nice thing too, is that like you can just take these like little bits from other cultures, mm-hmm. not in like I, I feel like you can't really like I don't know, this might be completely wrong, but I was like I feel like if you just merge foods together, mm-hmm. they kind of, like, more or less, they usually land together. Yeah. You know? So, like... I would agree with that. Think about it. Like, Mexican food is, like, usually just, like, a lot of, like, different types of meat and, like, ways mm-hmm. of cooking that meat. So, and you rice. just you just swap one of those out mm-hmm. with something else. Exactly. Usually works pretty well. Yeah. And, and so many cuisines use rice. So, it's just, like, yeah. it all kind of goes together anyways. I wonder how that, like, proliferated. Like, does every, does every place, like, like every, like different area in the world like have the ability to like grow different and specific rice was it like carried through trade i've always wondered that because like rice is just so used in everything all across the globe that i'm like okay was that like a native thing of like these locations it's just i I don't know man rice is cool we could ask any uh, an agriculturist or a food historian or something an ag like an agriculture historian yeah is that a thing can you be that sure dude you can be anything Agriculture. Hey Siri, what is an agriculture historian? Let's see if there's anyone. Okay, I found this on the web for agriculture historian, and see if there's any. It's not a thing. Check it out. Damn. At least it doesn't seem like a thing. It's probably just some dude at like San Diego State that just like is like really knowledgeable about like corn. Yeah. And he's like, I'm an agriculture historian. Yeah, exactly. Or there's, <laughs> I was playing. What was it? Playing Dead by Daylight the other day. Mm. What a banger. Mm-hmm. And um, there's like a Halloween event going on right now, of course, because every game has a Halloween event going on. Um, and there's like these special, you know, chests that you can unlock whatever you get items. And one of the items that keeps popping up is called an arcane dowsing rod. <laughs> okay. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, why, why do I keep getting these? What is an arcane dowsing rod? Like a like a water dowsing. And rod? so I look, yeah, dows- yeah. So I had never heard of that word before, dowsing. Oh no. So I looked it up, and under the Wikipedia page for dowsing, there's a subsection called notable dowsers. And so I was thinking maybe there might be some notable arcane, or no way. notable uh, historian. Let me see. I gotta find the notable. <laughs> Dude, as a quick aside, when a burrito can do this, yeah, that's when that's yeah. like it's it's wrapped and packed mm-hmm. perfectly. Mm. Goddamn. Damn. How do you know about water dowsing? (laughs) You want to know why? Yeah. Pokemon. In Mm. the anime, I don't remember what, like, the context was, but they're, like, walking with, like, dowsing rods, and they, like, stand over something, and they separate, right? So I was like, oh, that's neat. And that was was because of Pokemon. It's educational, everybody. Don't, don't, don't think otherwise. That is insane. Yeah. What a, that's some, like, Slumdog Millionaire type connection. All right. (laughs) Let me see. Notable dowsers. Okay. There's some bangers in here. And these are like people, right? Yeah. Okay. These are people Dope. that each have their own Wikipedia page. Jacques Aymar Vernet. Moritz Benedict. Manfred Curry. Moritz Benedict. Leister, Leister Gattaker. Yuri Geller. Frank Glon. Otto Elder von Grave. 
Henry Gross, Ernst Hartman, Christopher Hills, T.C. Lethbridge, J. Cecil Maybe, Larry R. Marshall, Michael Moyne, Nils Axel Morner, Joseph Smith, but only in his early life. <laughs> See, this is how you know that dowsing is made up. I know. Because all of the people who did this sound like they were born exclusively in like the late 1700s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, cool. Like, obviously it's not a real thing because no, no, no one's doing it anymore. Here we go. Last, last five. Carl Spiesberger, Ludwig Straniak, <laughs> Solko Wally Trump, Ralph Whitlock, and Professor Calculus. <laughs> <laughs> no way. His name is Professor Calculus? Professor Calculus is a cartoon character. <laughs> oh, well, fucking, that doesn't count. <laughs> Can he be a notable dowser if he's right? not real? I just love how Joseph Smith, like, fell off, you know? He was, yeah. he was a notable dowser in his early life, and yeah. then he just stopped making discoveries or some shit. He can't find water anymore. Yeah, and he was just like, you know what? I yeah, I think I better just hedge my bets. Yeah. Cut my losses. Go do something Hang up else. the old rod. <laughs> Anyways. Maybe there's some notable agriculture historians. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere there are. We can start a Wikipedia page for them. Link us down below in the comments to your favorite notable agriculture historian. And we will add them. To the Wikipedia page, notable dowsers is just so funny. Yeah, I'm a dowser. What do you do? Yeah, I'm a dowser. You know, I just like find water and shit. I just love finding water. I'm just real good at finding water. I'm just like addicted to the game, you know? Like my eyes are actually the dowsing rods. As I get closer, they just separate. Ah, I can't see. We're near water. <laughs> help, me, near... help me, help me, help me, help me. <laughs> Anytime it rains, I'm down for the count, bro. I can't yeah. leave my house. You're flying across like an ocean. Just... <laughs> ah, fuck! <laughs> Ow! They're so far apart, dude. There's so much water here. (laughs) I don't get it. That's probably no longer necessary. No, absolutely it's not. We have like tools. Scientific instruments, right? Like Like, there's no way. It's definitely yeah, it's definitely a seventeenth century thing. I would love to see a dancing rod. We have those things that they use to like find bodies now. Have Mm -hmm. you ever seen those? They're like these big lawnmower looking motherfuckers. What? No. Yeah. I've never seen that. It's like a big thing and it just like shoots sound waves through the ground and like creates like a spectrograph or whatever the fuck that's called of like what's underneath you. And you can like use it to like go to like, I think it's like 90 feet, some some crazy shit oh like that. Oh my God. Yeah. What sound does it make? I have no idea. I don't what think do it's you- like, I don't think it's like a perceptible sound. Mm. But could you imagine? It's what just, it's just super loud. Just, it's just as you're like, ah! you're like <laughs> Before they had technology, it was like man-made, just something like <laughs> Nothing? All right, try again. Go a little farther. They just dig a hole in the ground. <laughs> Someone shouts into it. And they're like, yeah, Robert's the, uh, the, the, the town shouter. And they're like, what the do you town mean? town shouter? He's, he's the guy that finds water for us. What, yeah. do you, what do you mean? He shouts into a hole. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, if, if, he, if he hears a certain sound back, then he's like, found water. Found crown water. You just dig. Create dig your civilization right here, baby. Right here. Damn. Mm. Dowsers and shouters. Simpler times. Simpler times. If I could go back in time and be a shouter, you bet your ass I would. If I could go back in time and make a living as a notable dowser, Mm. goddamn right I would. It would have to be through my whole life, though. I'd be kind of embarrassed if I was just a notable dowser in my teens, you know? (laughs) I've also been thinking about it, too, where it's less like, do you really want to go back in time? (laughs) That's like, true. Like, no. things kind of sucked. Yeah. Like, all just across the board. Facts. I wonder if Dude was a notable dowser in his early life only because he was, like, a horny teenager. He's, like, looking for anything wet that he could... <laughs> <laughs> he's he's trying everything. Yeah, he's trying everything. He's like, oh, oh, found some groundwater. He's, like, cutting a hole in the earth and fucking putting Dude, a little pee-pee in if, there. If that guy would have uh, found fucking cantaloupe. Oh, yeah. Oh, he would have, it would have been over for him. It would have been over. He would never have left his house. Would have never tried to be a dowser. He would have never tried to be a dowser. Dowsing would never have been on his radar. He would have just started writing Call Me By Your Name script in 1724. <laughs> no. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Notable dowsers. Anyways, how's your week, man? What a segue. <laughs> You've been dowsing? Um, dude. Uh, I've not been dowsing. Yeah. I can tell you that, but uh, it's I, I'm going to try to do that this weekend. Sounds, yeah. sounds like a fun activity. I think so. <laughs> but nah, man. I'm just hanging out, working. It's yeah. been fucking just a very like easy couple of weeks of me just like give us a little update on your on your project. A little bopping around for the for the pod. Oh, where uh, are you at with that? 
Yeah, we we did like another tech scout for our location. I think we're pretty much locked in for it. Hell yeah. Our costumers doing great stuff. Hell yeah. Um, we're going to have a chat with like our makeup artists tomorrow, locking in like another like fitting day and like test makeup day. Mm-hmm. Actors and everybody are in. We've kind of rounded out like our, our base crew. Now it's like, okay, who who can fill a like a role that is like necessary but yeah. like if we don't need it like can we cut it out so like we're, we're like okay we probably need to get like an ac for our dp so that he can like you know do more shit rather mm-hmm. than just worrying about everything so we're, we're we're working on filling out a couple of those spaces but other than that we're, we're chugging along we've got like our shooting schedule down That's like we cool. know essentially how we're gonna shoot stuff so now Dude. it's just it's just Tying up just a little bit. The little together. loose ends, dotting yeah. the T's, crossing the I's. That's so fucking cool. I yeah, mean, man. dotting the I's, crossing the T's. Yeah, we had to, we were like thinking about it because we were like, we're kind of like up against time. Because mm-hmm. like, you want to have it shot by. Exactly. Right? Because it's like, you know, the locations in LA are expensive. If we were in like Indiana, this thing would be dirt cheap to produce. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet. But like, because we're here and everything is expensive, like, film wise mm-hmm. it's a little hard so sure. we're like okay well we we just gotta we just gotta shell it out for this bit mm-hmm. move on mm-hmm. so we're like okay what what can we cut to like bring down some time so we just like nixed an entire scene oh really? we're just like we're just not gonna do that okay. it's not it's Shit. not essential because it'll take too much time to shoot and it'll it's, therefore cost more yeah money. it's like another setup so it's like if if we cut this out it probably would have taken you know maybe an hour hour and a half to make the setup Mm -hmm. and then for each shot that we need we would basically you know change that setup but like the lighting so like lighting would take maybe an hour hour and a half to do all the setups jesus do all that stuff so it's like if that scene is going to like take two and a half to three hours to shoot but like doesn't ultimately really have like a bearing on the story right because it's more it's more of like a it's like a a subtle ramp up for this scene is like that would be nice Mm -hmm. but like we don't need it Okay. So I'm like, yeah. we'll just we'll just get rid of it. Sometimes you just got to do that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's that's kind of just how it always yeah. goes. Yeah. Like, you'll have plenty of scenes that are just like either shot and just fully cut out in mm-hmm. the interest of time. Right. Stuff that's just cut down. Right. And like sometimes you'll just you'll you'll have the script and just be like, we we're not doing that. Right. Like we just don't have to do that. So you just cut it out. Some of my favorite SNL sketches are cut for time. Yeah. You know, the ones that they post on YouTube yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Some of my favorites. I get it. It suck. It fucking sucks. You know. But it's like but you that's know, what it is. Especially from their perspective, too, where it's like, okay, we are a nationally syndicated, very popular show that a lot of people across the world watch. Mm-hmm. Some of those ones that get cut are probably, you know, like, okay, this one's probably not going to appeal to a right, wider you're audience. Right. So it's totally. like, they're like thinking of it from like a marketing perspective, too. But then it's like, you think about it and you're like, SNL is like, j- sorry, you okay? What's that? <laughs> I'm better. I swallowed it the wrong way. You find some water? Yeah. I, I doused. <laughs> Woo! I doused. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. No, that totally makes sense. I mean, you're uh, literally NBC, so there's millions of people watching you. You're not going to yeah. necessarily air the more niche shit. Which is also funny because then you think about it of like, okay, they shoot that in front of a live audience. Right. So, like, they have shot this sketch. Right. Or, like... It's, I guess maybe it could be one of like the, like the pre-produced ones, right, that they but I was like, like could you imagine if it was just like a live sketch and they're like, cut it. Yeah. Just don't air it. Stop. And they're like, but we're live. Literally <laughs> right now doing this. They're like, we can't cut it. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> is, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> we're on TV right now. 10 second delay. That's all. I played this. Have you ever played the game? Not for broadcast. No. Or heard of it. Mm-mm. Super cool. It's very interesting. It's more, more live TV adjacent than you know really anything else but um it's you you literally work in like um a broadcast booth and you have to control basically all the things that they would have to do for a live broadcast so there's like a 10 second delay and you've got like the the live feed here and like what's airing here and like you know you have to cut out like mistakes cut to different cameras cut out their swears and shit like that and the storyline is actually really interesting it like gets a little like dark and weird but it's it's really cool because you're in this fucking booth and you're like doing the news so it's like a five nights at freddy's thing almost kind of yeah interesting yeah it's very cool cool. it's a very cool game i love i love when people riff on concepts like that because i think Five Nights at Freddy's to me is like become this whole like monster that yeah. I'm like, uh, eh, whatever. Yeah. But like the concept of the game is so, so interesting good. that I'm like, this is a format that can just be used yeah. for so many just like indie devs to yes. just do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Love that. Dude, yeah, that. 
Have you ever seen like a like a like a, a newer, more like modern like control room? No, I don't think so. Didn't 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 your mom used to work for uh, the news? Mm-mm. Why did I think that? I don't know. Maybe someone else's mom does. Not my mom. Ah, she's always been in education. Weird. I don't know why I ever thought that at some point. I thought that there was like a brief period of time. Anyways. Anyways. Sorry, Mrs. O. Um, <laughs> uh, but like the, the like control rooms are so interesting because everything happens in, in there, basically. Like even on like the floor, mm-hmm. most of like the cameras and stuff are like automated. So oh, like really? everything's kind of like set and you'll do like a pre-controlled show mm-hmm. basically and you'll just, you know, cut. Sure. Give them the cues and stuff. But it's like it's it, news, especially like higher budget. Yeah. Like productions in like major cities are just so interesting because it's just so much happening. Yeah. But there's like 12 people. <laughs> Why? Like actually doing like the like the actual physical right. stuff. Not a lot of people. It's super interesting. Wow. What the fuck? Yeah. I guess I didn't even, it makes sense. I never even thought that that shit could be automated. I mean, it makes sense. Why wouldn't you if you had the fucking budget for it? But that's crazy. That's so yeah. interesting. And like some of them still are like, you know, they still have cam ops. Mm-hmm. sitting on like you know whole dolly systems and pulling yeah. like trucking around and stuff some of them will have actually have like boom operators and stuff mm-hmm. like that and some of them are straight up just like four cameras nobody ever touches them and wow. they just just go it's so wow. interesting damn that's wild so someone like i guess that that's kind of what i could equate that to is like uh like light shows for live music like some of them are completely pre-programmed by someone and then at the show it just it's time coded and it just plays yeah and then sometimes there's literally like a guy there like cueing the fucking lights and shit like yeah that. that's pretty interesting you're like your vj's just doing the fucking best yeah 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 that's just so it's so cool to me like that just light rigs in general are just so interesting to me and it's so cool like especially now where it's like you know, stage musicians and stuff like that have always had things, pyrotechnics, mm-hmm. videos and stuff like right. that happening. But like electronic music has truly like made the stage itself so much like oh, yeah. part of the act. Oh yeah. And that's so fucking neat. It's me. really cool. It's so cool, dude. It is so sick. I, dude, I, I fucking, I love seeing just like the new shit every year that these like <clears throat> boundary pushing bigger art, not necessarily genre boundary pushing, but like production wise mm-hmm. so like excision always has fucking insane stages eric prids prides however you say it always has insane stages like doing shit with drones instead of video walls and mm-hmm. like like having like actual holograms like it like in front over the crowd it's fucking crazy oh dude those like drone like yeah like 3d drawing things. so nuts so cool fucking crazy i wouldn't like how do you program that i have no idea like is there like a software that you're like okay you you like make the thing and then it's like you program like each dots to like probably the drone probably it's crazy. Yeah, I just uh, that's there was a new Mr. Beast video. I watch all of the new Mr. Beast videos. I don't know why. I'm so love, fascinated by it. I love that you like you sound like you don't enjoy it, but it's like, I enjoy but it. like you enjoy it. I enjoy it. I know it just seems so silly saying like Mr. Beast's new video, and I'm a fully 27 year old man. But like it, they, he did this concept where <laughs> it seems so silly to explain a Mr. Beast video. You can do this. He stayed in a $1 hotel and then stayed in like a $500 hotel, whatever, all the way up to like... Oh, so he did the BuzzFeed thing. Yeah, the BuzzFeed thing. Got it, got it, got it, got it. And stopped it and like the top was like a million dollars and it was like this entire castle, like estate that was like rented out for the night and whatever. And then they had like... But they finished it off with like a a drone show or something like that and it's just like it's fucking cool it's so cool it's such a such an interesting concept that someone was like i bet i can like make three-dimensional designs in the sky with drones yeah crazy insane concept i don't get it man dude how does how how does mr beast get money to do this stuff well what's really interesting is that i he just did like a i didn't really know anything about him like and he seemed a little bit corny to me always but then he just did like a podcast circuit where he went on everyone's fucking podcast mm-hmm. he was on the tmg podcast he was on trying to get those clicks baby yeah he was on everyone's <laughs> podcast and uh it was kind of cool because it like i expected him to just be fully like you know kind of corporate and like because he appeals to a very broad audience right. and like a lot of kids obviously right. and stuff so i expected him to kind of have that demeanor like clickbaity like 
very even keeled but no he was like it very very much humanized him like there was no you know he's like dropping f-bombs and shit like that i'm which i've never heard him do because he's always like hey guys like it's mr beast he like, <laughs> all, of, all of his videos are tagged as like yes it's made for children yes exactly yeah. <laughs> so it was really interesting but i don't he all of his living expenses are like everything is tied up in the business apparently like he doesn't really make a profit everything every profit that the one video makes it goes into the next video he doesn't have a house he lives in the production studio that they that they own he has one room it's basically like a college dorm right he's like everything that i own fits in this in this room he's like i have like that's know, a wild. tv a, a bed whatever it's literally like the size of a college dorm room and that's it and everything else i just i just i put everything into the videos like literally that's it I, I respect that. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's kind of tight. It's kind of tight. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. It's not like these dudes who are like, this is my house tour. Different right. from my house tour six months ago. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of awesome, actually. I love yeah. that. He's like, I don't really like material possessions. He's like, I love making videos. I love, you know, he he spends two to three million dollars per video. That's YouTube. S- so much, YouTube dude. videos. That's yeah. insane. And yeah. like, they don't see, like, it, it seems like that's almost exclusively like travel and then like the thing that he does. Because mm-hmm. like, the videos don't seem expensive like to produce most right. of the time like yeah. it's just like the spectacle yeah is oh, what, for sure. is what, what costs is. all the money absolutely it's crazy because then that's the other thing he's like um if someone has you know they've had like media companies offer to like buy them out or like give them like better equipment or shit like that because you know their shit looks it's a handheld it's fucking people right. with gopros and whatever it's 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 youtube videos yeah. <laughs> but he's like no he's because he thinks that that kind of makes it more in uh what's the word immersive which i i kind of agree with he doesn't want it to look like a fucking tv show he wants it to look like a bunch of kids running around having fun and making a youtube video which makes sense he he had an offer for a billion dollars to buy his company and he said no a billion dollars to buy mr beast who the fuck was offering him a billion dollars for that but crazy and he said holy shit good for him honestly this whole thing makes me respect same i was like so much more right wow i had no idea what i was like (laughs) like cringy youtube guy but no he was he's just like he's truly like he's like this is what i do yeah like this is my thing i don't know a single person that would turn down a billion dollars to take all the work off their plate to take everything that's it a billion dollars but no he's fucking there all the time it's just it was pretty cool honestly it was very uh very interesting watch hell yeah yeah i appreciate that yeah damn yeah, I could not do that. I, I I couldn't live in my production no, studio. That's that's no no way. Oof, that's too much like reminder of work. But I mean, I guess you know, I guess to him, like you know, the work is probably his life. You know, yeah, that's his life. Yeah, which like if that if that's your thing, that's your thing, man. Yeah, no 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 issues there. It's right. I mean, I can't I can't fault seems, you for he doing loves what you it do. so much, and yeah. he that's you know he hangs out with his like four best friends apparently every day like the, whatever the guy's name's in Mr. Beast star and like it's that's like the middle friends. school dream yes like literally we, like we're all gonna have houses that are connected to each other it in is. a neighborhood and that's just what he has that's, that's what so he has funny. he has his four friends that they go and like do silly little like games basically they make up games for a lot of money and they fly to different places and they like live in a big cube that they bought a cube like i'm looking for a cube like how do you do that to a realtor like do you right? say that you're just like i want a cube i and think like, you just what? say i want like a. I think what he did was he he bought two warehouses and like put them together or something and like actually constructed it so that it would be one big warehouse and he <laughs> makes all of his sets in that warehouse it's fucking massive that's it's really wild. cool I, if he you just have owns time, a soundstage yeah if you have time literally i'll, I'll send should, you a couple of videos because yeah. they're very interesting i should actually watch them yeah at some point. yeah <laughs> yeah i was like i every time i see it i'm just like oh this fucking guy again. not not even oh not even the mr beast videos just like these behind the scenes kind of like shit that i've been that i saw this past couple of weeks oh hell like, yeah i'll TBH, send you some of those that's the that's the stuff that i'm like more interested yeah, anyways i'm, I'm always just want to know how people do stuff yeah it's very mm. it was very interesting so damn shouts out mr b hey mr beast if you're watching your burgers are good and good for you they were pretty good yeah that was a while ago it was a while ago and i guess since then well they've opened like a brick and mortar this is just a, me talking about mr beast <laughs> this is <laughs> just very interesting you gushing about your yeah. your like this like guy that you're not super into right i don't even he's not even like an idol i just really think it's really cool you know like <laughs> Yeah, so apparently back then it was like fully ghost kitchens making them and like they were just given like, right. this is how you make it, but the ingredients were left up to the ghost kitchen. Because this was still like like middle of the pandemic yeah. and everything yeah. too, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now what they do is they actually have, you can, any ghost kitchen can sign up to serve Mr. Beast Burger and if they do, 
they actually send them all the ingredients. So like, oh, it's not just like, okay, hey, we're making a burger. This is how what you put on the burger. It's like we're making this specific burger. You're setting a fucking like Hello Fresh box to like <laughs> yes, an actual kitchen. That's literally what it is <laughs> with all the seasonings and shit, and you just put it on the grill and serve it. Dude, up that's the shit. that's the easiest day for a chef. Right? Holy hell! Right, especially like if it's already like maison blanche. Like right. it's already like cut yeah, set up for you. All you just pop, 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 put it in the box that they give. They even give you the fucking delivery boxes. And oh, you send I it love out. that. That's incredible. Probably a huge revenue boost for the restaurants too, which I think is great. Yeah, dude. That was the whole point wow. of the Mr. Beast Burger was to like make these restaurants be able to stay open during the pandemic. Oh, I didn't know that. I, yeah. thought, I thought the whole thing was he was just like, let's just try to do this thing. Uh, I think it came at an opportune time. He always wanted to do that. But I think this was, he was like, this will give restaurants the opportunity to stay open when you can't do in-person shit got it okay yeah i didn't i didn't know that it was going to like ghost kitchens of other like restaurants and stuff i thought it was specifically like we have a ghost kitchen that is making our thing so that's really neat actually i wonder like how like logistic i mean you're still gonna like just order it and they're just gonna ship it to you so never Mm -hmm. mind i guess the logistics are pretty make it yeah, yeah that's pretty straightforward yeah that's wild pretty cool interesting yeah his philanthropy shit is pretty pretty interesting to me i I never really yeah i never had any idea about this guy besides just like fucking wild ass youtube videos so the it was it was pretty interesting i wonder what i mean i wonder if it was like if they knew that no one really had an opinion of him or if they thought that like maybe he was getting too big for his britches and like everyone was kind of like why did i say that why did i say too big for his britches well, that's such a silly phrase what is that, that i never said yeah <laughs> I, I don't know because I, I, I don't really know. Maybe I, it's not like there was a bad public image of him, mm-hmm. but he what he literally did every single like he did, you know, impulsive fucking podcast. He did Markiplier's podcast, TMG pod. Every big YouTuber that also has a podcast, he did that podcast and mm-hmm. just basically talked kind of about the same shit behind the scenes. But like, I don't know. I don't know why now. Like yeah. you know. Anyways, it was pretty interesting. interesting. Do you think like if you if you if you with me nicholas ortega yes we're asked to be on like multiple podcasts mm-hmm. would you just be like hey can we record on this day like you would just go bang out like all three of them in one Oof. go because that's just like a lot that seems like a lot man especially like high profile podcasts yeah. where you really have to be on your shit i don't know if i could do that like you have to have like two a day yeah you have to have like the youtube like exaggerated yeah, exactly like, energy and shit yeah, yeah. Dude, <laughs> speaking of exaggerated energy i woke up this morning <laughs> And in, in in my days, I open Twitter because of course got to start my day off mm-hmm. by making myself upset. Yeah. Uh, and so like I'm scrolling through it and there's like this video of this dude being recorded in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, a, he's like a YouTuber and stuff like that. And the dude's like at the He's point. being recorded by someone else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he was like apparently like being, sure. for some reason being this prompted YouTuber. this person to like gotcha, film gotcha. him. And it's like, it's, it's like at Black Adam. The, the after credit sequence uh, got leaked like a couple weeks ago, but he's okay. like at the movie theater and someone's like recording him. And the dude is like. And then he like stands, but he's like screaming and shit. And he's like the only person in the theater and everybody's just like, bro, I'd throw a, no. like just a full soda on this guy. No. And he's like, he's, he's straight up like filming himself with his phone watching the movie as like he's backlit and shit. And it's like, bro, you're in a movie theater. What are you doing? Like, I get that we're after the credits and stuff, but this is like still a scene of the movie. Stop And it. so that was like, the whole point was like, oh my God, you won't believe what I saw at the yeah. Black... Yeah, oh and it was like, God. it was like my reaction to that moment in yeah, Black Adam. Yeah, and I'm like, and he's fuck like, you. He's like getting himself ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah! Like, and then he's like so... yelling and shit, oh and I'm just like... Bro, That's I hate so when people. I hate when people clap in a movie theater. I, hate that shit. I don't want you to like scream and shit. I hate that shit. And it's like funny because I'm like, I get it. You're like super excited, but the filmmakers are not walking up here. Yeah, no one can hear your applause. <laughs> it's, it's it's all contained to this room. I know. It's it's so interesting to me. It's really cringy. A friend of mine was. I, God, what did he do? I, I just saw his name in the credits. It's probably not going to be there anymore because it's off his story. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Some kind of music thing. If I can find it, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Like, like, for Black Adam. Oh, tight. Like almost a like a, a what's it called? Like, did he do? Did, was he like uh, an arranger? Is he a, like a composer? What's his yeah, thing? Yeah, he was like a, he makes music. So I would assume that he was like, but he had like a cool title next to it. It wasn't just oh, like damn. one song. It was like you know like music. 
compose it, but I, I don't know. Anyways, that's cool. I thought that was kind of cool, but now I can't even remember. So sorry, Raj. My bad. Oh, Raj. It'll sorry, be fine. Bro. We'll we'll see it in the credits. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, we'll see it in the credits. Dude, we 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 met up. Uh, me, my writing, my writing and producing partner, and like our DP met up uh, at like a bar, and we're just like talking about the story and stuff like that. This was like a couple months ago when mm-hmm. we were like first getting the balls rolling and everything, and like we're sitting there talking the about shit. Rolling. Yeah, exactly. Like we've got like he's got like a, a full binder. I love this guy so much. <laughs> like our DP shows up with like this leather bound binder. That's he's so got like funny. color charts and shit That's in it, so and like funny. examples of things. And he's got the script. And we're sitting there, we're talking, we having a couple of drinks and stuff, and just mm-hmm. you know just hashing things out. And like apparently we, when we met up over the weekend. He was like, we. He opened his binder. He's like, oh yeah. By the way, here's this, and like handed this uh, to both of us, and it was like a like a napkin, and it was like this dude's name, mm-hmm. his handle, his website, his phone number, and his email. And he was like, hey, uh, like I, I heard you guys like talking back there, but like I'm a composer, so like if you ever need anything, oh, let tight. me know. And we were like. On a napkin? Yeah. That's and we were so like, whoa, funny. what? And we're like, that was weird. But I was like, oh, that's that's very it. that's a very LA thing. And I just totally. never expected it to happen. Yeah. And that was really funny. But we were like, okay, well, like, you know, let's see what's good let's, for that guy. Honestly. Yeah, we were like, let's see what he's got. We went to his website, dude has like hundreds of tracks, like examples and stuff. And we're wow. like, oh my God. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And I kept going through it and I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, he's he's trying to get it going. I get yeah. that. Oh, okay. But great. I was like, I was like, brother, but take some of these down. Yeah, not, not like not like them curate being, it, man. Yeah, not them like being bad, but I'm like you're you're throwing too much. It's at way people. too no, it's yeah. too much. Just yeah. give them give them a little bit. No one has the time for that. Exactly, they're gonna see that. Most people are gonna see that and be you know if if an opportunity were arise, if you hand this to the right person, they see a hundred tracks on a fucking page. You think? It was it was so interesting too because like you'd scroll through the page and it was like a section with like twelve tracks of like a certain vibe like action oh. horror and stuff like that and you'd keep That's scrolling and it was like back and too forth much, though yeah and i was i was like this is like a dope layout yeah. in a great format but i was like just pare it down yeah. a little bit more yeah like just give me a little bit less that's pretty interesting though. but i was like i was like this is a this is a cool format like yeah. i've never looked at like a composer's website right. so i was like this right. is wild <laughs> damn that's pretty cool it's really interesting too because like i'm sure i'm sure someone with a catalog that big it, he's trying to make music for sync. Like that's what some people do is literally like they, they will compose just boatloads of music. And there's even like websites that, that have like advertisers that are like, I'm looking for this kind of music to fit this vibe. Mm-hmm. And people will just make like, they're like sync composers and they try to make music that will fit in mm. commercial vibes. And they literally just fucking. That's interesting. Th- I don't want to say shit it out. Cause obviously like, you know, they're putting a lot of work into this, but they're like, they're not making music for like, Oh, I want my fans to hear this. They're like, I want it to sound exactly like a fucking Ultima commercial or, or whatever, you know? Interesting. And then they just put it on, they just submit it or whatever. And so they have, they end up with catalogs, which, which I'm sure is probably what this guy's doing of like hundreds and hundreds of songs. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. I yeah. never knew that was a thing. Yeah, totally. Wild. It's almost like stock footage. It's a hundred percent like that. Huh. Yeah. And yeah. so you like what sell that to a website and then people like buy it on download. That's or probably like that. what if you are smart about it are doing because uh, some people don't do that. Some people like just make this catalog of shit and they just like submit it. They're like, okay, please pick it, please pick it for the sync. Which and it's so rare, you know. Yeah. It's like so what then those people do is if it doesn't get picked up for sync, they'll put it on like uh, yeah, like a royalty free website type thing, and then you can either buy a license or buy like exclusivity rights for it or whatever which is also a huge way that a lot of composers and producers can make money if you have a catalog that right. big um the guy from was it mango street right mango you know who i'm talking about the photographers yeah 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 mango street what's the guy's name daniel or yes. something yeah so he he does that he makes he makes like i watched a video of his where he's like breaking down his like revenue his like monthly revenue oh or whatever. yeah and like i love i love how technical they are about yeah stuff because it's it's always like they like they, they still make the videos that are like five ways to like improve right like, for beginner photographers and i'm like okay cool right. like everybody has 12 of these sure. videos but then they do shit like that yeah. and i'm just like this is this is why i love that. really interesting yeah. such a great channel him and harris heller both they like have like i think 40 percent of their monthly revenue come from these kinds of websites wow. where like people will just license their music because they just have you know they just made like a bunch of dmca free shit put on this website people can license it crazy huh 
I've, ne- I've never even known about that. Yeah. Have you ever done anything like that? I, I've thought about it, but dude, it's just like such a grind because right. like you have to make so many tracks and like I'm already making a bunch of tracks like for commissions. So I don't really, I don't have the brain power after right. that to then just be like, okay, I'm going to make 20 tracks this month and put them on this website. Wow. You know? <laughs> Holy shit. It's a lot. Dude. It's a lot. What What is like your, like your normal output? Like if you're not necessarily like, if, if, well, I guess... In, in both ways, like both for like either either prism mm-hmm. or like commissions and stuff like that. How many like fully built tracks that you would be like, this is done in this current format? I see. How much would you, how much have you like made in a month? Is that like on average? Like how many tracks? Yeah. Uh, it's anywhere from like 10 to 20. Wow. Yeah. That's so like, in my eyes, that's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it's one every two or three days. Yeah. It's a lot. Wow, it is, dude. It's like that. I think this is, it's at 20 is, I've had, 20 is rare. It's it's really 10 to 15. I've, mm-hmm. I've had months where I've made 20. Like this month, I have 20 on my plate from one person. I'm making a 20 track album for one person. And I have 30 wow. days to do it. Holy um, shit. So like, that's literally, that's the only thing I'm doing this month pretty much. But like, that uh, that I think is like my max capacity. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, like I don't have time to do other shit. And yeah. even if I do, it's like not that these tracks take me so so long. But one that's twenty distinct ideas. Yeah, right? I was I was just about to say I was like it logically speaking for you to come up with a whole different idea. Yeah. For another track. Yeah. In that amount of time is just just so much. It's a lot, and that so like I try not to take on that many at a time. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I haven't done twenty for a while, but. But yeah, I like I physically like I could not expand past that. Like if I need if I'm trying to like make more money per month, I wouldn't be like I'm just going to take on more commissions. I would either have to like hire employees or like find a different stream of revenue like on top of this, you mm-hmm. know. So, I think 20 20 is too like the max max cap, but yeah, 15 to 10 is probably like where I'm comfortably operating and not like killing myself, but yeah. still like wouldn't really be able to take on too much more wild yeah that's so much it's a lot i'm like i'm both impressed and like worried for you yeah yeah (laughs) sometimes it's a yeah i get a little uh, in my head sometimes but yeah it's uh i'm getting better at managing it but yeah it's i don't know i'm trying to find ways to pair that back and and like maybe take on something else or just have like maybe another passive stream or something Mm -hmm. like that so i don't have to like kill myself as much over these tracks because it's God damn, dude. It really gets you. It's like, yeah. it, and it, it really takes away, unfortunately, from like me loving music and wanting to do it for Prism because we still do that two hours a day mm-hmm. and we're trying to finish an album right now. And it's like when I have 10 other tracks that I'm working on and they all kind of meld together, I'm like, does it even sound, does anything sound good anymore? Am I just shitting this out? Whatever. So it's, you know, I'm yeah. trying to, I'm, I think I'm, I've found a balance, but it's like, Sometimes I fall back into like, what the fuck is this? You know, right. or like make an idea with Emma, and then I'm like, I don't like this. She's like, what do you mean? It sounds great. And I'm like, no. And then I just lose. <laughs> it might sound great, but I lose all of my, right. you know, any drive to do it, and I have to come back to it like in a month. So yeah, dude. No, I totally understand. I'm that. sure you get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you taking on a bunch of client projects oh, yourself. Yeah. yeah, and like when you like, especially in like photography and stuff too. Like Megan, I've had this conversation with Megan a lot mm-hmm. recently, just because of like with the film, I'm like just filled with anxiety yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um. So like we we've just been like talking about things, but I'm like one of the things that I always find myself doing is that like I'll take I'll take a pretty good photo that I'm like happy with that mm-hmm. I took that day, mm-hmm. and then I'll go home. And I'll edit it and I'll be like, this is garbage. Dude, <laughs> I was I like, I was like, this all looks terrible. I was like, who would want this? And then like, I'll, I'll finish it and be like, all right, this is like, fine. Let's see what the client thinks and send mm. it to him. They're like, dude, this is great. Like yeah. no notes. And I'm like, yeah. okay, but like, was it really good? You're your own worst enemy. I, exactly. That, man. Yeah. Really. Dude. I think that's, like, that's always like the thing with like any artistic endeavor is that like, it's, it's you're constantly just like sitting in your own head mm-hmm. because you're, you're really only answering to like yourself in those moments. Yeah. And then like, you know, when you, if you're doing client work and you turn it over to a client, you know, they're going to give you notes and everything like that. But like the whole time, like you, you can just psych yourself out of a whole project mm-hmm. in like five minutes. Absolutely. It's absolutely. It's it so all just wild. comes crashing down. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm glad you get it, man. Cause it's, it is, it's stressful. It, it dude, it is. And I mean, that's, it, I don't think it ever like goes away. Like I, I guarantee you, even like, 
well, maybe maybe not Martin Scorsese, but I was just yeah, like, maybe not. I'm sure like you know, plenty of prolific directors have had days where they're just like, everything about this movie yeah. is shit. Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And then like they finish it, and it's like critically acclaimed, wins awards and stuff, and they're like, all right, I guess it wasn't Fun. shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's but, the other yeah. thing. Like, as people who like operate with very uh, high anxiety levels, <laughs> I, I think. It's even worse, you know, because even even like waiting for client feedback, like I might feel oh. fine about a project and then I'll submit it. And then like, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for that email to come through it. Like anytime I get a Gmail alert, I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Is it like full of notes? Do yep. they like it? Do they whatever? And you're like, are they going to hate it? And I'm just like killing myself until I get that email. And then it's just like, oh, just change like two things. and Or, or you know, or maybe it's changed a shitload of things. Yep. But still that waiting is so much worse than the getting the email. Well, because you sit there and you like, you build it up yeah. where you're just like, they're going to have so many notes. They're going to yeah. have so many issues with it. And then half the time they're always just like, Hey, yeah, this is this is really great. Like what, what we were looking for. Um, maybe like what about like this, this, and this? Like how's how how would that be? And then yeah. you're like, oh yeah, let me do that in like five minutes. Yes. And then you're like, dope, cool, it's all or great. Or the other way around. Sometimes I'll feel so stoked about his client project. I'm like, yo, this is dope. This looks so <laughs> sick, or this sounds so sick. Whether it's an album cover or like an actual song, I'm like, this is fucking. I'm like, they're not gonna have any notes. And then and then they like have so many they're like this is not what i was thinking at all and they have so many notes and it's like completely destroyed like because it's yep. my fault for getting attached to a client project but then i'm like you know you end up like fucking taking away so many things and it ends up being like really shitty yeah. in my opinion yeah and it looks like like someone who doesn't have very much experience could have done the same thing and i'm like why did you want this yeah. and that just caused me so much anxiety and so much like oh fuck you know it's, right and then that. you're like oh like this is what this is what like is representative of like my work right. but it's not right yeah I, I also have like the thing too like something i've thought about with it is like you know you think about in your head the perfect outcome for what it is that you're working on mm -hmm. and you're like this is the standard that i want to hold right. myself to to get right. to and if you fall short of that it's devastating 100 because you're like oh it could have been this but this is what i was able to produce and yeah. it's like that's not like a fault of your own right like no one is ever going to know of what course. the fuck that thing of was not. yeah and if they're happy with this here yeah like okay you're not happy with it then okay. you know you figure out how to do it for the next time and mm -hmm. you move on and mm -hmm. like it's it's just it's very hard to disconnect yourself from that feeling yeah especially when like you put so much of yourself into the thing that you're working on totally. because if somebody doesn't like it or it doesn't go perfectly well because that's your self-worth right exactly now. Like, you know I mean, exactly that's what you put so much of your time like this is the skill that you've built up for years this is like not your whole personality but like this is how you identify a lot of the time yeah. right and if someone like shits on it or you put so much weight on it that no one else is going to put that amount of weight on it and you know that that it's, it's i get it i i yeah. you know you just gotta make shit that's that's it shit. you just gotta make it and you know if it's not the best uh hey man done's better than perfect that's done is better than perfect that's like the amen. best that's the best advice i've ever been given don't know where i got it from amen done uh, is better than perfect but yeah like you don't like there's no there's no point in killing yourself to create something that is like wholly unrealistic and mm -hmm. unfeasible mm -hmm. for you at your skill level or your budgetary means mm -hmm. or like the time you, know, you have yeah exactly right. like you, you have to work within the constraints that you're given yeah and you know if you if you can't get it done in that then you know like maybe loosen up one of those constraints yeah <laughs> like just drop some stuff yeah yeah like it's it, done is better than perfect damn done is better than perfect I'm, yeah. I'm not i'm not claiming credit for that no, I, know, I don't know where I it like came that. from but like it's that. a great one that's a great love one. it really it really has helped me <laughs> recently so yeah yeah man my mom always used to say don't when i was i used to have just the war I I would procrastinate a lot on writing. Like oh, I yeah. hated writing essays. That was my least favorite part of school. I could do everything else. I, I enjoyed it to some degree. Essays and writing, fucking hated it. Yeah. The worst. Oh yeah. I I put off every like writing credit that I had to take until senior year of college, like because I truly didn't want to do it. But anyways, she would always say, Don't get it right, get it written. And uh, you know, same same principle. So Mama just coming in clutch. Mama coming in clutch. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I feel I feel like that's like just so cuz like you you meet plenty of artists in a creative industry, mm -hmm. whichever one somebody may find themselves in. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, I guess in any industry this is true, but like I find it very prevalent in the creative industry. Sure. It's like people very much view themselves at a much higher level than where they like are perceived at. 
um they view them they think higher of themselves than other people or wait yes yeah yeah yeah. so like a lot of times they're like i am the best but it's like you don't really have sure like like a like a a point for that but it's like that confidence is like what leads them to get more things done absolutely and that's like the thing of like finding that middle ground of being like i'm confident enough that i can create this Mm -hmm, thing and mm -hmm, finish it mm -hmm. versus i'm confident that what i am creating is the next best thing it's 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 weird a, there is a really fine line because you need that confidence in some way but there's there's a really fine line between like you know that being enough confidence for you to excel and like put yourself in situations where you could succeed and do your work and stuff versus like putting yourself in those same situations and being perceived as way too fucking much right way too cocky absolutely get out of here you're arrogant type of thing and at the fine end of the line. day i would much excuse me yeah. i would much rather work with somebody that is going to give me average or above average quality work Mm -hmm. that is like great to be around and a good person yeah versus getting like a fucking christopher nolan right that is an asshole you know like i would much rather like work with people that are fun to work with and create something good together than you know getting berated by a whole bunch of people or like being like undermined by someone who's supposed to be working with you yeah then you know it i don't know i I feel like not a lot of people well i feel like a lot of people feel that way Mm -hmm. but are more like i want what's going to get me like the prestige at the end of it yeah so it's really it's really difficult creative fields are always uh there's no rules yeah there's no rules and it's always crushing in some way Mm -hmm. but don't let that stop you, though. Yeah. The, the highs greatly outweigh the lows. Oh, for so sure. it is sure. it, it it is what it is. Don't let if if you're working on some music, if you're making a film, if you're a photographer, if you're fucking creating like some cool macrame art and stuff like that, yeah. brother, do it. Do it. F- just finish it. It doesn't need to be perfect. The nope. imperfections are what make it great. Yes. Just fuck with it. God, we're Brian's just, full we're, of them. We're today. crushing this. Holy Damn, shit! The imperfections <laughs> are what make it great. Done is better than perfect. There, there's actually like I, I can't remember what it was. There was um, I I think it's like this specific, like, area of Mexico, or some 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 like a like a region of Mexico or like the specific town that is like known mm-hmm. for this like specific type of art. I I could be getting the location wrong, but I I think it was Mexico, and they basically like create like tapestries and weavings and stuff mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. but they purposefully add an imperfection into it so, so like the, say like the patterns like this like kind of oscillating right. like white and black right. right they'll put in like a small like red thread into oh. it or they'll like move something out uh-huh. and then keep it going because they're like the imperfection is what makes it like unique and yeah it makes it like yeah. a like a, a a Im, Im, imperfectly perfect piece right, basically right. and i was like that's a very interesting that concept. is interesting because that is still kind of like almost like a moniker in a way that's mm-hmm. like that's you putting your flourish on sure. it is is this imperfection yeah. and that's kind of that's kind of cool that's like an interesting way of thinking like of any like creative artistic endeavor of just like i'm gonna like you know you're not gonna purposefully fuck something up but you're right. always gonna do something in a certain way mm. that you know that's that's your style that's your brand that's how you do certain things that's how you think about something and that's that's like almost kind of what these people have done for hundreds of years but in this specific way and i thought that was neat i like that i thought it was really neat damn that's crazy that's so cool right that's fucking wild. I need to like I need to like start looking into things that are going to inspire me like that more you know <laughs> dude that's actually like why I've kind of shifted away from like YouTube and streaming yeah, totally. actually because like it. Uh, on it to me everything has felt a lot more like diluted mm-hmm. recently because mm-hmm. I'm just like everybody's just like I'm I am appeasing an algorithm yes so that I can yes. get in front of these people so they're not like making something to make something. They're making something expressly to get views on it. Yeah. Which like, hey, I get it. Like that's a lot of those people, that is their job, mm-hmm. right? You make money off of your ad revenue on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's that's fine. But to me, it's all like everything is kind of like hit this weird little like sludgy area where like everybody's kind of just copying and mimicking each yeah. other on the internet where I'm like, I, I kind of miss like OG YouTube, Dude, same. which like makes me feel so fucking old saying that. But I get it. But I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, it was a new frontier. People were trying new things and doing different things like ve- like vastly different, like formats were different and stuff like that. And like recently I've just been like, 
I'm just watching like the same six types of videos over yeah. and over again. And like all like everybody on like streams and stuff like that are just like, okay, we're just, we're just reacting. Like, yeah. Reacting and like hawking wares basically, uh-huh. you know? And I'm like, I, this, this, this just isn't like serving me right yeah. now. Like it was for a, a good period of time, but like recently I'm like, mm, yeah, not really. I, I find something that. else. I'm feeling like that too. And for me, it's actually most recently been movie scores. Really? Because I used to like for me, it, it, I music has always been a very difficult thing for mm-hmm. me to just like kind of comprehend. Mm-hmm. Like the just the vibe of it, I've never been like I've never been able to really pick up on it. Right. And we've been doing a whole bunch of stuff at work, basically retooling music in in the cuts of the movies that we're working on. And so I've just been listening to a shit ton of movie scores because they've just been like, hey, can we get this one? So we send an email to Universal Music and then they talk to the composer and they send us their like raw wave files right. of the movie and then I like sit there and listen to them and I'm just like this is just so interesting and I've never Damn. like really sat and like listened to it mm-hmm. and it's just been it's been lovely let me tell you Damn, I'm gonna start doing that I'm gonna find something like that that does it for me and, and that's cool and something different yeah. you know like that, that's that's what I that's what I've found with it is that it has to be something that you're like just super not used to or right. something that you're like super that you don't really think about yeah. in a way and that's yeah. been helpful for me Okay, so, fuck. Think think about something, you know? Find I it. will. That's find very, that you're very, uh, this is very helpful. It's like a little therapy <laughs> I've, hour. I've, right I know, I was just thinking, I was like, this whole episode has just been like us venting and yeah. like having a therapy session. Yeah, that's kind of nice. But it's like, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of like, the, that's the human condition, baby. Facts. And that's, that's, I've been very in my head for the last like two months that mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta like get something out of this yeah. at some point. But oh, good. I'm yeah, glad man. you found that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some searching this week and see if I can find something. Some soul searching. I'm gonna do some soul searching. I'm gonna do some some search engine searching. Play some tennis. Don't kill somebody. You know. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm getting out of my house this weekend, which will be nice. Hell yeah. To my roommate's wedding or my college nice. roommate's wedding. Nice. Which will be great in Milwaukee. Oh, I love Milwaukee. Me what too, a great man. Little it's city. nice. Yeah. yeah, especially like in a fall like this is gonna be oh, perfect. You dude. know. It's going to be like, like perfect, like sweater weather. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited for that. So I'm going to go and I get to be a, get to be a groomsman. I'm not just going to the wedding. I'm in that bitch. Damn. Yeah. Going to get like a corsage and shit. Yeah, all of that. I've got my tux fitted and everything. So it'll be cool. My parents are coming. It's my parents. Nice. It'll be nice. I'm really, I'm really stoked. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be good. Hopefully, you know, I'll start to feel a little better this weekend. Yeah. You know, sitting in my fucking house for three weeks in a row yeah i I feel that it's a lot of like the like i don't i've never really like felt the like i gotta get out of la thing Mm -hmm. like i i I genuinely do yeah it's great here but it's like i i have to like cycle what it is that i'm Mm -hmm. doing because i'm like otherwise you just like get in the rut and you're just like "Mm, i'm bored now yeah and yeah yeah, i feel that yeah so fuck yeah damn wisconsin i like this man (laughs) this is nice what a nice little sesh. We're just we going to slowly turn this podcast into talking about food and like the creative mindset. Yeah, exactly. Food and the creative mindset. <laughs> kind of sounds like a podcast title. Yeah. Hi, welcome to episode number 74 of Food and the Creative Mindset with your hosts. Dude, <laughs> weirdly enough, I've been listening to a podcast that's been like, um, they basically like talk about like the wellness industry mm-hmm. and like why so much of it is like just made up. And then they like back that up. So like one, the one that I listened to recently was like the um, the president's physical fitness exam. The oh yeah, yeah. I remember having it. Where they were like you, like you had to do like certain sit ups and like the marks. weird yeah. yeah the weird like like bend and like that thing. push thing yeah, yeah that yeah and like all the all those things and they were just like yeah this is all made up and here's why what and I was like fuck? this is kind of dope. Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? They're like they're, it's not really based on anything. It's just kind of like someone thought about this and mm-hmm. then they like went to the president and the president was like, hmm, kids should do that. Yeah. And then they just kids made should it. be able to reach at least five inches yeah. past their toes. Just so, so weird. Just so strange. Like all oh. very like standardized, like not specific yeah. to people. It's just such a, like an interesting concept. That is really interesting. I mean, fuck, that's a whole other conversation that we can get into <laughs> how the fitness industry and how like these wellness influencers are completely like, manipulative and really just looking out for their own oh bag. yeah dude and like that that pink goop thing yeah. that was happening yeah Ugh, god that's, and that's a whole fucking another thing that's crazy you can't sell fucking dairy products unrefrigerated why did you <laughs> i'm just gonna let that go yeah <laughs> <it's>, uh, <laughs> i'm gonna get too mad about yeah, it yeah <laughs> yeah fucking crazy fitness uh, industry is a scam it's oh it is hey y'all did we hit it 
I found like a natural stopping point. Dude. God, we're getting so good at this. <laughs> that was great. I was just really excited. Um, we really appreciate you guys tuning in to episode number 84 of the Lunchtime Serenade podcast. Um, wow, that burrito was great. I'm, I'm very full, but I don't feel too full. Yeah. Um, it was like, it was light enough where I don't feel like I'm going to go home and immediately like shit my brains yeah, out. Yeah. But it was like, absolutely delicious big old slap fest huge um, huge fan if any of y'all are ever in the valley and can either stop by or order it for pickup uh highly recommend bread and breakfast facts big fan big fan um well we love you all we hope you learned something today we hope you got some of your frustrations out with us and it's been a pleasure we will see you guys in two weeks um because i'll be at a wedding next week but yeah that's it love you guys we'll see you guys next time middle, middle of the day, day middle, middle of the week, week. Peace. Peace.